Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley, tuning in with you, fellow fabricator, stone shop owners from across the Fruited Plain and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 150, The Million Pound Problem and Its Effects. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm continuing the series on safety. Some of my interviews haven't panned out quite exactly like I had anticipated from a timing standpoint, and so I had thought I had one lined up this week, but I'm going to just jump, in a sense, to the end of the line, if you will. You know, the first episode I did talking about basically close calls, near misses, <laughs> near-death experiences, and moving material, moving bundles and moving slabs. What I didn't know at the time when I recorded that, within a day of that, maybe a day before, maybe a day after, another stone worker was killed in the stone industry by a slab falling on him. It can happen. Didn't even realize that it occurred until last week when I interviewed Mark Mario from the Natural Stone Institute talking about OSHA. That came up and I was like, I didn't even know. Wow. So folks, I've talked about it in progression, starting with the slab handling, which is kind of the front end of the stone fabrication business, having slabs delivered. Then we talked about silicosis, talking about OSHA and the higher standards or the lower exposure level standards and the impact that typically is going on in the production setting in the shop. And today we're going to talk about the installation, kind of the end of the process and this million pound problem. Now, like silicosis, the million pound problem, in a sense, doesn't always show up immediately in the same way that when a slab falls and crushes somebody to death... It's immediate, it's instantaneous, it's shocking, it's jarring, it's like, oh my gosh, we got to be more careful here. Well, like silicosis, million-pound problem doesn't necessarily show up right away, so it's not as obvious to everybody in the industry that it is a problem. But today, I'm going to explain this problem to you, the million-pound problem, and I'm going to make some shocking claims to you, and then I'm going to support the math behind that claim, and uh, I want to discuss What really should be obvious, and I think for most people it is obvious, but for whatever reason, because the effects are kind of delayed, we're as an industry blind to it. It's it's like we either pretend that it doesn't exist, we don't want to talk about the fact that it exists, or maybe it's just not high enough in our consciousness to recognize that it exists. But after this episode, folks, (laughs) you'll no longer be able to claim ignorance because we're going to delve right into this, the effects of the million-pound problem. Now, full disclosure, if you listened to episode 116 a few months ago, you'll know that I sold my stone shop. You know that I owned a countertop shop for 23 years, and in August, August 19th, 2021 to be exact, I sold my countertop shop. If you listened to episode 116, you know why I sold my stone shop. And the primary reason, there were others, The primary reason was so that I could focus exclusively on the other company that I had, No Lift Install System. I'm the co-founder, I'm the co-owner of the No Lift Install System. This, basically, this product, this business was created, developed, and continues to unfold to deal with this million-pound problem. Now, in a sense, the functionality, the card itself, deals with it. But the bigger problem, and this is the problem I want to deal with today, is that the industry at large doesn't see the million pound problem as a problem. (laughs) And that's really why no lift does what it does. Our fundamental focus, mission, vision is to change the way the industry thinks about lifting, carrying, and installing 
granite and quartz countertops. And so I'm going to be talking about that, but just so that there's no ambiguity, so there's no like suspicion, is this a like behind the scenes, is this a subtle way of trying to sell this product? No, I am dealing with this. The fact is I own a company that helps to solve this problem, but the fact is the problem is a problem. <laughs> the fact that I own a cart company is irrelevant to the math that I'm about to share with you. And so let me begin with the claim. Installers lift a million pounds per year. There is no way of getting around that fact. Now, that may be shocking. I have now presented this concept to I don't know how many audiences at this point. And in every case, (laughs) when I ask the question, how much do installers lift, 100% of the time, the best guesses are massively understated grossly understated people intuitively know it's a lot of weight but people have no idea just how much weight installers are expected to lift on an annual basis and so in this episode i'm going to do three things i am going to lay out the math to support that statement that i just made that installers lift a million it's a minimum of a million pounds I'm going to explain the effects that that lifting has on the installer, and then I'm going to explain the effects that it has on stone shops. And then I'm also going to briefly touch on what I call the thousand-pound problem, teeing up the next episode, the full slab island problem. So this million-pound problem that everybody underestimates, everybody grossly underestimates how much installers are expected to lift. I would consider myself in that camp. Back in 2017, the Slippery Rock Gazette asked me to write an article on the fact that we had developed the no-lift. And so I started doing a little bit of research. We were already selling the cart, but I had never really thought, what, you know, I'd never done the math. And so I did the math. And let me lay out the way the math is added up. Most installers, the vast majority of installers, have to load their install rig. So they lift the countertops the first time loading the install rig. Then they get to the job site. If they're fortunate to have a sheetrock cart or a dolly, they unload those countertops by hand onto a sheetrock cart or dolly. Some of them have to carry the counters all the way in, which is just absolute inhumane. But the third time they're lifted is in the work area. You have to actually pick the countertop up and set it on the cabinet. And so installers will lift a job three times. That's the cumulative effect. So I started doing the math on that, and I was like, there's no way. (laughs) This, This can't be. I did the math, I did it a second time, I did it a third time, I did it a fourth time, and finally I sent the math to Larry Hood, you heard me interview him here a few months ago on the Fab Lab podcast, he's a longtime editor of the Slippery Rock Gazette, and I said, Larry, here's the article, I've done this math like four or five times, it can't possibly, There's. can you please check the math, because this cannot be true. I got an email back from him, he said, math looks right to me, I mean, if your fundamentals are accurate, then... Wow, that's shocking. And so let me share the fundamentals with you. Let me share the math with you. And if you will agree that your installers have to load the counters, they got to pick them up to do so. If you'll agree that they have to unload the counters and load a sheetrock cart or a dolly second time, and if you'll agree that they have to pick the counters up a third time to put them on the cabinets, that's our basis. That's our cumulative effect. Here's the math. Minimum, most installers are expected to install 85 square feet a day, 3 cm. I'm not talking about 2 cm. 
3CM, 85 square feet a day is kind of the minimum expectation. And some guys do a lot more, especially if they're subcontractors. So 85 square feet, if you take the average, granted it's more heavy, but with quartz thrown in there, the average is less than 16 pounds a square foot. But let's just assume it's, I'm sorry, the average is more than 16 pounds a square foot, but we'll just use 16 because the math is simple. 85 square feet times 16 pounds a square feet is about 1,330 pounds. So when you lift that three times, all those counters totaling that 1,330-pound weight, loading the truck, unloading the truck, and then picking the counters up to put them on the cabinets. If you do the math, 1,330 times three is over 4,000 pounds a day, cumulatively speaking. So five days a week, that is 20,000 pounds. And if you want to slow down and, you know, Write this down to double-check the math. By all means, do so. But 4,000 pounds a day is 20,000 pounds a week. Now, how many weeks are in a year? Well, there's 52, but let's assume, and most installers don't, but let's just assume they only work 50 weeks out of the year because they get two weeks of vacation. Well, you know that 5 times 2 is 10. Well, 50 weeks times 20,000 pounds is a million. A million pounds a year cumulatively speaking. That is why when you think about that, imagine a million pounds, and those are counters that weigh anywhere from probably 75 on the light end to 600 on the heavy end. An average size island, 35 square feet, weighs 600 pounds. A slab of quartz, 55 by 120, 640 pounds. For most people, they consider that light. But the majority, the vast majority, probably 95% of the countertops that installers are expected to lift weigh anywhere from 75 to 600 pounds. And they lift those counters three times in a day equals a million pounds. And that is why there are so many former installers in this industry. So let me just pause right there, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner. If you have been in this business longer than about five minutes, but let's just say five years, guaranteed you know at least one and probably numerous former installers. Now, what does that mean? That means installers who installed lifting a million pounds per year until their bodies gave out and they couldn't do the work anymore. I don't think I have ever asked a stone industry professional this question and didn't get the same answer. So how many former installers do you know? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, lifting a million pounds per year will make you a former installer. There is no escaping that reality. When you look at a forklift, one of our distributors at NoLift pointed this out the other day. It was fascinating and genius insight. He's like, as I was explaining this to their sales team, the million pound problem and the effect that it has on the installer. He was like, well, that's why a forklift is completely wore out after a few years. Yeah, the forklift very rarely lifts at its capacity. Very rarely lifts at its capacity. It's just the ongoing, constant, unending lifting of the moderate weight over time. And that's why a forklift will be completely wore out. The steel is fatigued. The bolts are wore out. The entire mechanism is sloppy and in need of being replaced. Because lifting cumulatively, the forklift wears out. Well, guess what, folks? It's what happens to an installer when they have to load that 1,300-pound job, unload it, 
a second time and then lift it at the job site once they're in the work area. It just simply over time wears their body out. So that leads into the effect. I'm going to talk about the math, which I've done. I'm going to talk about the effect on the installer and then the effect on the stone shop. So, folks, this is uncomfortable. And I can say that as a 23-year veteran having owned a stone shop, having more installers than I could probably remember who either had to stop because their bodies couldn't take it or actually suffered physically debilitating injuries installing and couldn't install anymore. So I'm saying this to myself (laughs) just as much as I'm saying it to you. But I can say this with authority because, number one, we developed the no-lift in that context to try and solve that problem. And for the last seven years, I have been focused on trying to understand this problem and understand how to communicate it. So let's talk about the effects. I feel the effects myself. The old sciatica acts up, especially when I'm standing for any length of time. Lower back starts to get warm and seized up, that big muscle. If you have, I, I, did a, I was on a YouTube I got a chiropractic adjustment by a guy down in Houston doing a ring dinger, and he called it kinetosis, that I, this back, this muscle in my back has been spasmed for so long, it's basically seized up and can't let go. Well, that, the sciatica, that nerve running down into my right buttock, which runs down the side of my thigh, around my calf, and then around to my shin bone. And it aches when it acts up, it just aches. So I feel the effects occasionally myself, and I haven't installed in years. So let's talk about the effects. They begin with nagging physical discomfort. Now, the problem is our industry assumes that as a given. Hey, boss, my back's I'm hurting. I'm kind of sore. And you're an installer. Duh. That's just assumed you're going to have physical discomfort, nagging physical discomfort. Might take a couple of years to get to that, but the fact that you're lifting a million pounds a year with no rest, no recovery, if you do strain something, there's no opportunity for that to be healed because you got to go do another 4,000 pounds of lifting the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Nagging physical discomfort over the couple of years that it happens becomes oftentimes chronic physical pain, and sometimes it becomes debilitating that's the three to five years that's where you see installers they walk funny they're kinked they're twisted they're hunched over they just they if they're honest they'll tell you i hurt when i get out of bed and that's typically the three to five maybe six year time frame after lifting a million pounds you go a million pounds two million pounds three million pounds four million pounds you're starting to look like a forklift you know and something's not right with that guy yeah he's an installer <laughs> Everybody else in the shop's got cranes and forklifts and booms and vacuum lifters, but those poor installers out there where everybody, for whatever reason, thinks that, yeah, material handling equipment is necessary in the shop, but it's not necessary out in the field because somehow the moment they leave the shop, they get lighter. You know, the counters just magically get, you know, lighter when they leave the shop and head to the job site. Well, that's not true. And that's why installers walk like they do after three to five years. Then you have the effect, the financial fact of this. It's a shortened career. Some people make it longer than the average. You know, maybe they make seven, eight, nine years, but they are so wore out at that point. But inevitably, it's inescapable. The career is shortened prematurely. Now, here's the problem with that. Oftentimes, just at the point at which an installer's skill, three, four, five years, you've ever read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers? He talks about this 10 million, I'm sorry, the 10,000 hour rule. That's only five years. But after about five years, 
He's, he talks about the Beatles. He talks about Bill Gates and Microsoft. He talks about all these phenoms that accomplished massive things. It was because they studied it. They applied themselves to it for 10,000 hours. Well, an installer at about five years, 10,000 hours, his body's wore out. So just at the point where they are achieving maximum efficiency, maximum expertise, maximum value to the company, and most importantly to the installer, maximum value and income potential, their bodies wore out. And they're like, great. Now I got a mortgage. Now I'm making all this money. And now I'm starting to recognize that if I keep doing this and I can't keep doing it, then what? Well, that's one of the effects of lifting a million pounds a year. Your career gets shortened. It's absolutely inescapable, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners. If you let somebody install like I did for that long, they will get to the point where they can't do the work anymore. And they're going to start coming to you. Hey, boss, I mean, I hate working in the shop. The last thing I ever want to do is work in the shop. But can I come to work in the shop? I just don't know how long I can keep lifting. I can say that because I heard that countless times from my installers, folks. Hey, any chance I can become a measure up technician? Well, the sad fact is there aren't enough measure up positions available because you probably already got a couple of former installers doing that. So that poor installer lost income. Now he's got to start over. Here's the other problem the inability to fully use the gained experience and expertise. If you can't install, that expertise and experience can't be applied. Or maybe it is, but you got to send two guys to the field to do all the lifting so that that installer can do all the instructing and the directing. Maybe mix the glue color. Lastly, speaking of that major up technician position, that hallowed opportunity for a former installer where their actual experience and expertise is unbelievably valuable to a stone shop is in the major up technician position. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that a position like that will open up when that installer needs to make that transition. And so that installer is screwed physically and professionally, probably at the point where he is at his maximum for potential for income and when he needs it the most. That's the effect of the million-pound problem on an installer. Let's talk about the stone shop, fellow fabricator. What's the effect on your business? Number one, guaranteed, 95% of you listening are sending shop guys to the field because you intuitively know the counters are too heavy. So if you look at the averages, it's typically one to two times a week per install crew is the average. And I've asked hundreds and hundreds of fabricators, in addition to being a stone shop owner myself, this is an exaggeration. It's a conservative estimate. One to two times a week, you're sending shop guys to the field to help put those heavy countertops in. Not the full slabs. I'm just talking about the four or 500 pounders that are just awkward and fragile and strange shapes and just the, 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 the widow maker type installs for two guys. It's costing you $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month if you're doing that twice a week for one crew. Then you talk about the broken counters. Now, broken counters, think of the fatigue. At the end of a week, you have lifted 20,000 pounds, and you get a fragile countertop into a situation where maybe the template was a smidge big or maybe the piece wasn't cut to the template, and it doesn't quite fit, and you're absolutely wore out, and you're fatigued. And on Monday, you might have been able to get that piece back out safely onto sawhorses and trim the thing and then get it installed. But by Friday, your body's done. Broken counters oftentimes occur because of fatigue, the cumulative effect of lifting all those counters. How about lower productivity? Is an installer at his best physically when you have to start thinking, adjusting, 
fixing overhangs, laying out cooktops, et cetera, et cetera, modifying cabinets, fixing things that the Templar missed, fixing things that the shop missed. Is that installer at his best and most productive state after he's lifted two tons, 4,000 pounds, 1,330 pounds three times? No. He's going to be less productive at that point. Guaranteed no way around it. Lastly, workers' comp claims. Well, not lastly. Lastly, before I get into my last big point here, the effect on your stone shop fellow fabricator. And I'm not preaching. This isn't meant to be condescending, but I am passionate about this. So forgive me if that passion shows through. So let's talk about workers' comp claims. I did not know this, but the first time we had a hernia, I'd been paying workers' comp insurance for a gazillion years at that point, probably a couple gazillion dollars in premiums, only to find out that, wow, ah, that hernia surgery cost $18,000 plus his light duty time, not being productive while I was still paying his salary, $18,000. Well, now, strange how my premiums went up by $6,000 a year for the next three years. We contacted the folks that supplied our workers' comp policy, and they're like, uh, yeah, you think we're going to pay for that? It's just, and I just talked to another guy at a show here recently, had like a $100,000 workers' comp claim, install-related. I think it was a major back surgery. I don't remember what all the details were, but it showed up in his premiums. He wound up, that wasn't 100,000, I'm sorry, I overstated. It was like 80 grand. But guess what? He wound up paying that in premiums over the ensuing years. And so if you have the misconception that your workers' comp insurance is going to pay the claim for your installers, I got bad news. It isn't. You, <laughs> Despite the fact that you've paid the premiums, folks, you're still going to pay for the surgery. You're still going to incur the cost of that workers' comp claim. That's assuming your installers file a claim, and most of them don't. And that's why this problem hasn't been dealt with more thoroughly. Most installers don't want to be seen as a wimp by filing a claim. They don't want to be seen as somebody taking advantage of their boss. And so what do they do? They just suffer. They just keep grinding it out. And they eventually, if they can't find a template position, they just leave the industry. Now let's talk about the loss of a highly skilled installer. Installer, when you lose that installer and he leaves the industry. I've been debating as I've prepared for this whether to share the name of this person, and and I know it would be bad form. I know it would be catastrophic if I mentioned the name of this person, but I'll just tell you this. One of the most widely known, widely influential, and successful owners in this industry made one of the most moronic and offensive comments I have ever heard related to this topic. scoffing at the idea that he would invest in a piece of equipment for his installers when he could just hire their replacement. Why on God's green earth would I buy that piece of equipment when I can just hire somebody to replace them when they're wore out? Sadly, that is a mentality. Some people are very conscious and unashamed that that's the position, that's the philosophy, that's the mindset that they have about their installers. I find that so offensive. I find, I won't say unforgivable, because I believe... In forgiveness, I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we can all be forgiven. So it's not unforgivable, but it's unfortunate. So let's talk about, that's the humanity. I mean, we can have that conversation, the humanity, just what's right when you know what it's doing to somebody. But let's just talk about the economics of losing a highly skilled installer. We're not talking about the installer here. We're talking about your business, fellow fabricator. Of all the positions in your business, especially if you've got automated equipment in your 
shop. Hiring installers, finding qualified installers, replacing an installer who is lost due to a physical injury is the hardest position to fill. I have asked this question. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many audiences of stone shops I've spoken to, and I asked this question. How many of you have installers applying for positions? Fact is, and you know this to be true, Install positions are the hardest ones to fill, especially with skilled installers. Why is that? Well, it's because they keep wearing out and leaving the industry. (laughs) There aren't enough of them. And people are starting to wise up to the fact that that job ends in my loss of career and my loss of physical health. Huh. Maybe I'll find another job in another industry to do that. Installers, good installers who can fix those problems that the Maze Rep Tech overlooked, who can fix those problems that the shop overlooked, finding good installers that can deal with psychotic customers looking over their shoulder while they deal with those problems, and then can actually still get the installation in, all the overhangs, all the leveling, the glue color, all the things that they contend with on a job set. That's why it takes three to five years to get a really, 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 really good installer. So when you lose that really good installer, the cost of your business is astronomical. It's unbelievable. It has these, when you've got equipment running, you typically have got some shared responsibility and those machines can keep running. Typically, there's more than one person in your company that can go template. It's not always the case on install. So finding somebody to replace an installer who moves on because of physical injury, or perhaps they just wise up and they go, I can look down the road two or three years. I can see what's happening to everybody else. I'm starting to feel what's happening to me. Hmm, maybe I should consider a different career. And they move on. Losing a highly skilled installer will be the single most expensive cost you will incur as it relates to turnover. There's no way around it, fellow fabricator. There is no way around it. Unless you're just going to go out there and (laughs) install in the meantime while you then go look and then train that person's replacement. So, folks, those are the effects. OSHA is not going to come in tomorrow and tell you your installation department's got to be shut down until you solve this million-pound problem. I don't think it's on their radar. Not enough people file claims. It'll never happen. But that does not mean that you should turn a blind eye to the million-pound problem. And not just what it's doing to your installers, not just what it's doing to your business, but what it's doing to our industry at large. How does this industry remain healthy when there is this glaring problem that we're turning a blind eye to so fellow fabricator am i biased about this yes i am and it's not just because i sell a piece of equipment that helps to significantly reduce the effects of the million pound problem it's because of what i know this job has done to so many people people i employed i know what it's done to myself and i know what it's doing to your installers it might be doing it to you fellow fabricator i am biased I sold my stone shop to run no lift because this is such a massive problem that the industry doesn't understand. And so hopefully you now have a better understanding of the real reason why we have former installers in our industry. It isn't the thousand pound full slab islands, although those are a problem and I'm going to deal with that in the next episode. Problem is the cumulative effect. The problem is the million pound problem. The problem is, is we as an industry have just accepted that that's part of doing the work. It's just a given. You're going to be sore. You're going to wear out. I'm going to have to replace you. 
and that's okay. But, fellow fabricator, if you're still listening at 28 minutes, you have to now choose to consciously ignore the million-pound problem. But I know you're smarter than that. (laughs) I know you care about your installers more than that, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner. Thousand-pound problem, it isn't going away. Ignoring it doesn't change the fact that it exists. The fact that I sell a piece of equipment that solves this problem doesn't make those counters any lighter. And it doesn't change the fact that those counters have to be loaded, unloaded, and then lifted at the job site so that your company can get paid. So I guess I'll end with that comment. Make sure if you're, I mean, this may have offended you to such a degree that or you just couldn't tolerate the, the topic, perhaps. If you're still listening, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to talk about the thousand pound problem, this issue of having full slab islands on site. That's a problem too, but it is by no means the biggest problem. So I will right now suggest if you don't have a no lift, if you're not doing anything to protect the physical health of your installers, if you're not doing anything to improve the profits in your install department, Visit No Lift Install System today. Talk to one of our sales pros. Talk about how the No Lift greatly and tremendously and massively reduces the lifting on site of those 95% of the countertops that weigh between 75 and 600 pounds. The No Lift was designed exclusively in an installation setting on installations with my constant oversight and feedback as we developed the, the ensuing prototypes that resulted in the no lift. The no lift will lift 95% of the countertops your installers are expected to pick up and lift and set onto cabinets on site. So if you don't have one, folks, it's time. Visit no lift system today. And here's an offer I will make to you, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner. If you mention this episode, now don't tell anybody about this, but if you mention episode 150, to one of the great no-lift install system sales pros, you'll get $500. This is exclusively for FabLab podcast audience members. $500 off a no-lift. Mention episode 150. Fellow fabricator, I'm so glad that you tuned into this episode. Safety is so important. The physical health and the safety of our employees is so important. When you consider we're just putting countertops in, it's a commodity I go into gas stations now that have granite countertops in them. It's a commodity. And is it worth risking the physical health of our installers, moving those slabs, breathing silica, or breaking their backs, lifting a million pounds a year? Is it worth it? And that's not. we got to focus on safety, fellow fabricators. So I hope you'll tune in next week. We're going to continue this conversation. I do have two more interviews coming up from some pretty fantastic professionals in the industry. I just couldn't cue them up in time for this episode. But keep tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week for the 1,000-pound problem. Until then... Safe installing.